All right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks. Facts right here. Here's some facts. Like always, of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday afternoon. It's another beautiful day here in the Bronx. Very beautiful day out today. Just finished my walk, and now it's time to review AEW Rampage. I gotta say, last night was a pretty good show. You know, I enjoyed it, to be honest. Looking forward to uh, Dynamite tonight. See how that show goes. I think we're going to see another good one tonight. You know, got six matches tonight, and we'll definitely talk about them later on. You know, we know what's going to happen next week on Rampage as well. But let's talk about this Rampage. So it started off with CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. So CM Punk, Lifetime is 4-0 against Matt Seidel. The last time they wrestled was back in 2010 where Matt Seidel was Evan Bourne. And that was back in October of 2010. CM Punk completely destroyed him. So, it's uh, 11 years. It's 11 years in the making right here. And these two put on a really good match. They really did. I do want to say one thing, though, because I saw this on Twitter and I completely agree. Because they were at the James L. Knight Center last night. That's where they were for uh, Road Rager back in July. And, like, they changed, like, the camera angle. They had, like, a side camera angle. They didn't have it, like, on the hard cam, like, by the entranceway. I feel like they should do that for Dynamite tonight because it was just kind of weird. It felt, you know, it felt kind of right when they did it back at Road Rager. You know what I mean? So hopefully they do it tonight again. That would be nice. Hopefully it's not the side angle. There's nothing really wrong with it. It just looked kind of like, it looked a little bit off, to be honest. But maybe they'll change it tonight. I did notice there wasn't the uh, AEW logo for, for Rampage in the ring. So that was... A little bit uh, odd right there. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're not gonna do it. Maybe the wrestlers are complaining that it's too slippery. Cause that's what they were saying before when they used to have AEW logo in the ring before um, before Dynamite came to fruition. You know when they were doing the events before their TV debut, and the wrestlers were saying that the logo was slippery. So maybe that's the, maybe that's the case. But um, back to the match between CM Punk and Matt Seidel. It was good. Like I said, it was a good match to start off Rampage. You know, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people complain about CM Punk. Like, why did you only wrestle on Rampage? I'm like, well... It's like, you know, it's it makes it kind of special in a way when you think of it. Because they're trying to make Rampage really mean something. And it does mean something. Like, what I'm trying to say is... You know, you don't always have to have CM Punk wrestle on Dynamite. He hasn't wrestled on Dynamite at all since he's appeared in AEW. Just him wrestling on Rampage feels special in a way, you know what I mean? It brings... It does bring a lot of viewers in, even though Rampage's viewership's been whatever. You know, a lot of people agree it's due to the time slot that they're in, but, you know, they get number one on cable a lot at that time slot, and that's why TNT's keeping them on. If If they were, like, very low with the numbers right there, like, you know, um... Like, you know, where they where they would be on, like, um, like how, how can I say it? Um, like, say if they weren't number one on cable, like, they were, like, 30th on cable, something like that, like, really the bottom of the barrel. Oh, then TNT would have gotten rid of it by now. They would have said, no, you're not getting number one, you know, you guys are falling, 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 we can't do this. Even when the ratings have fallen down, they're still number one. So, <laughs> that's why TNT's keeping it on right now. And they're going to continue to keep it on unless, you know, unless AEW, unless AEW Rampage really falls down to the bottom of the barrel with like, you know, like I said, like I said, they fall at number 30th on cable at that time slot. Yeah, that TNT is going to get rid of it. They're going to be like, okay, fuck this. 
We're only gonna allow. Well, Dynamite's gonna be on TBS, so we'll allow Dynamite for right now until you guys go to TBS. So it is what it is, though. Um, but no, Punk had signed up for a really good match. You know, um, Punk did look really good in this match, though. To be honest, you know, his last match against Garcia, which was last week on Rampage, he looked like he looked okay, but this one he looked a whole lot better in. You know, you have, to, you have to realize, though, the guy hasn't wrestled in seven years, and so now he's getting used to being on that full-time schedule again. It's not like, okay, one match, he goes away, and then he comes back, one match, he goes away. It's not like that. So he's getting used to, you know, wrestling in that schedule again. And he's doing just fine. Has he looked blown up? I mean, I will admit, against, against Garcia, he looked a little bit blown up, but against Seidel, he looked fine. He looked completely fine. You know... And he looked okay against Darby, and against Powerhouse, he looked, you know, he looked okay, to be honest, but against Seidel, I would say the best, I think, I think that's the best that he's looked, because now he's getting used to, you know, wrestling that full-time schedule again, like I said. And Matt Seidel, man, fucking underrated high flyer, or underrated wrestler, period. You know, I was really pulling for him to become world champion back in WWE, back in like 2010, 2011, I was like pulling for this guy, like, come on, make him world champion, I really wanted him to win that, uh, the Raw Money in the Bank, that would have been nice, because he was very over with the crowd back in 2010, he, he really was, but it just wasn't meant to be, maybe in a different universe he becomes world champion, because he, you know, he still has charisma, Evan Boyle, when he would talk, and he doesn't, you know, he's I'm not a big fan of him on the mic, but has a lot of charisma, can wrestle, has really turned around his style. He's not just a high flyer, you know, he's more of a technician kind of a way, like a technical wrestler, like a technical high flyer. That's like the better way to say it, you know, and he's, you know, listen, we know he's not here at AEW to really win championships, Matt Seidel. I can't see them giving them a title. I think the best title they give him is the TNT title. Or maybe they give him the FTW title. I, I don't know. But I can't see him becoming world champion. Or maybe he becomes tag team champions with somebody. Whether it's brother or somebody else. He's doing just fine here in AEW. He's doing just fine. But like I said, him and Punk. Like I said, great match. And when Punk did that body slam to fucking Seidel. On the fucking ring apron. Fucking Seidel's tailbone the way it landed. That was a nasty spot. And I don't know if somebody in the crowd asked what that was and Punk screamed. It was a body slam. Gotta love CM Punk, though, man. He's fucking happy. He looks so happy. He's, like, the happiest he's ever looked and everything, you know? And, like, that's why I, like, don't understand why people get mad when the wrestlers or whoever works for AEW says, oh, we love working here, you know, and everything. Like, I'm sure people are mad at Taz or saying this is the best place he's ever fucking worked at. He said that last week. You know, after they, like, showed some of the ECW legends. And he, of course, is one of them. That's what he said right there. And I'm, I'm sure some people are mad about it. But, like, what's there to be mad about? Like, that's them, though. You're not in that business. So you have to just agree with it. You can't disagree. You're not them. You don't work in that environment. Everybody seems to be pretty happy. And that's great. That's what we need in this world. You know, we need good working environments. No matter what it is. No matter what business or profession you're in. We need good working environments. There has, has to be enough of this 
this hate and this bullshit and everything with everybody just attacking one another, you know? That's how it's got to be. Or people trying to hold other people down. It's gotta, that's got to stop in this world, but it's, it never will, though. There's always going to be that one person that's greedy. That's a greedy fucking motherfucker. And it's always going to cause shit for everybody. It's a shame, though. Because once there's a greedy motherfucker, it's like a disease. It just passes on and passes on to the next person. No matter who it is. It's a shame. That's why, like, I get, like... I, like, almost, like, chuckle at it. Like, oh, my God, people are, like, getting mad at that comment that this is the best fucking place he's ever worked at. But you don't work in the wrestling business. So I'm agreeing with Taz. I can't disagree and say, no, Taz, that's not true. You, you had fun in ECW and WWE and TNA. How do I know that? You, you can't say that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it makes me sound stupid because I wasn't in that business. I'm not in that business, obviously. Taz is. You know, but it is really good to see CM Punk be happy, though. Because like I said, seven years ago, he looked miserable. He really did. And he, like I said, he looked sick, too. He didn't look good. When you look back on it. But, you know, him and Seidel did some pretty other cool spots in this match where Seidel did a Hurricane Rano off the top rope. CM Punk, that was pretty nice. I thought Seidel had this match won because he had his finisher on CM Punk. Or was it like, 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 like a leg twist? Or, or what what'd they, what'd they call it? I forgot what they call it, but... He almost had CM Punk. He almost had him. I thought he was going to beat him. And the crowd went silent right there. If Seidel hit his finisher, they're like, no way he's going to beat Punk. That would have been a shocker right there if Seidel would have beat Punk. That would have been a huge shocker. But I think, I, you know, this is my opinion right here. This is my honest opinion. I think the first person to pin CM Punk in AEW is going to be MJF. Because there's a rumor that CM Punk's going to wrestle Wardlow at full gear. Because, like, Tony Khan had, like, a... Had like a notebook, like he was uh, at the at the recent Jags game, and like so, like uh, they took a picture of him, and he had the notebook out, and it showed like some of the potential matches, like for full gear, or people are assuming it's gonna be at full gear. So maybe he is gonna wrestle Wardlow. I guess I guess CM Punk gets involved like with the Darby Allen MJF feud. I mean that they could do that, sure. I mean I still want to see CM Punk versus Ricky Starks at full gear. Uh, you know, if you're going to do CM Punk versus MJF in a feud, I mean, if you want to do him versus Wardlow, I mean, I, I get I get they want to elevate Wardlow for a pay-per-view, because I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever had, no, he hasn't had a one-on-one singles match on a pay-per-view, so that would be nice if he gets it against Punk. But I think, you know, if you're trying to do a CM Punk, you know, MJF feud, would CM Punk versus Wardlow draw on pay-per-view? It probably could. But like I said, I think MJF should be the first man to pin CM Punk. It should happen. Definitely should happen. And I think a lot of people would agree. But like after Matt Seidel hit his finisher and it didn't work, went to the top rope and then he tried to jump on CM Punk. That didn't work because CM Punk knocked him out with the GTS. One, two, three. CM Punk remains undefeated here in AEW. Great fucking match. Great fucking match. Great way to start off Rampage. And they showed respect to each other after the match. So that was nice. That was a nice match right there. Very nice match. A lot of good old memories when they used to wrestle back in 2010. So it was a good match. I really enjoyed And we came back from commercial. We saw the Dark Order backstage. And John Silver challenged a super click. 
to a trios match. Himself, Alex Reynolds, and Evil Uno versus Adam Cole, baby, and Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And that will be happening later on tonight. So I'm looking forward to that match. That match will be fun. Definitely looking forward to it. You know, saying the band's back together. But we didn't see we didn't see Hangman and Page with them at all. So the relationship with Hangman and the Dark Order is kind of questionable still. Like, are they still cool? Are they just bygones now? I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm, again, I'm very happy Hangman and Page is back. He's going to be live on Dynamite tonight. And it's official. It will be Hangman and Page versus the AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega, for the AEW World title at Full Gear. This is Hangman's time. This is his time right here. They wrestled at Full Gear last year. Kenny Omega got the best of them. This time, Hangman's going to get the best of Kenny. But now we get to the next match right here between Ruby Soho and the Bunny. And like I've been saying, the Bunny has improved so much in the ring. And she proved it in this match. She has improved so much. Because when I first started watching her wrestle, especially when she teamed up with Brandy for a while, I just I couldn't get behind her. It's like, you know, I want to like her, okay? Like, I've, I don't know much about her, you know. She's a new women's wrestler, to my knowledge, obviously, because i never seen her on the independent scene. So this is like my first time watching her wrestle. And I'm just like, eh, she's not that great, but... The last couple months, she has really improved. She's gotten so much better. She's put on a lot of good matches recently. This match with Ruby Soho was probably her best. Like, it was really good. Seeing Soho, like, you know, um, sell her, like, a neck injury. Fucking look like the bunny, like, fucked her up a little bit right there. But I really popped for this right here when Ruby Soho got German suplexed by the bunny from the top rope. That was a good spot right there. You know, that's a pretty tough spot to do, but they nailed it. The Bunny and Ruby, they both nailed that spot right there. That was awesome. And the crowd popped for it, too, because they didn't expect that. They're like, holy shit. I was like, wow. When I was watching that live, I was like, no fucking way. Oh, did that really just happen? And I said to myself again, she's really gotten better. She's really improved in the ring. She's gotten so much better, the Bunny. You know, maybe she'll be a future AEW Women's World Champion or, or a TBS Women's World Champion. I mean, she won't be the first. The first is going to be Jade Cargill. You know, we all know that, and I'm, I can't wait for it. But, you know, she's got some talent there, the Bunny. She does. She's a good heel. She's got some talent in the ring, too. She's not just, like, like a heel that can't wrestle. She's a heel that can wrestle now. She's, like I said, she's definitely turned into one of my favorites. She really has. And I love Ruby Soho and fucking Taz. Like it's singing along to her theme song when she came out. Um, you know, we know Ruby Soho. She's going to win a championship one day here in AEW, to be honest. I think it's going to come down to, to be honest, I think it's going to come down to her and Jade in the tournament for, like, the TBS Women's Championship. You know, and what I, what I want to see Ruby win, absolutely I do, but it's Jade's time. The, you know, the role Jade Cargill is on. Like, Jade Cargill is basically getting, like, that Goldberg kind of push that Goldberg had in WCW where he just won every match. He went 173-0 until he lost to Kevin Nash back in, what was it, 99, I believe, or late 98. But, um, but yeah. But here's the difference between Jade Cargill and Goldberg. You know, Jade Cargill can wrestle. Even though, even though Goldberg back in WCW, he put on some really good matches. It's like, that's when he was 
a fucking machine, not the shell of himself that he is right now. But Jade Cargill, you know, like I said, the first time I saw her appear on Dynamite, I didn't like her at all. I thought she was cringy. I thought she couldn't speak. I didn't know how she was going to be in the ring, but she's turned into one of my favorites. Obviously, she's got a manager and smart Mark Sterling, but she can also talk as well, which is great. So that was a big risk right there for AEW that they took on Jade Cargo because, you know, you really didn't know what you were going to get out of her because she was inexperienced. And that was her first match ever against um, Cody and Red Velvet with Shaq teaming up with her. That was her first match ever. So, and she nailed it. She knocked it right out of the ballpark. That's why I do hope it does come down to her and uh, Ruby Soho in the finals for the TBS Women's Championship. That would be nice. Wouldn't mind seeing that. But, um... Buddy was going for a finisher down the rabbit hole, and Ruby Soho countered. Got a nice pin right there. One, two, three. And Ruby Soho gets the win over the bunny. And right after the match, she's on the stage. Ruby Soho and Penelope Ford attacks from behind. Throws her into the ring. And grabs the brass knucks as the bunny's holding her down. Knocks her the fuck out. And I was like, shit. Okay, so we got some unfinished business right here. <laughs> and that's another, that's another women's wrestler too, Penelope Ford. Because at first when I saw her wrestle, I didn't really care for her that much. I was like, eh, she's not that good. But, you know, recent matches that she's had, she's doing pretty good. She's doing pretty good too. She's doing pretty good as well. She really is. But now we get to the main event of the evening. Trios match. Inner circle. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and the TNT champion Sammy Guevara versus Junior Dos Santos, his first ever professional wrestling match, and the men of the year, Scorpio Sky and all ego Ethan Page. And to be honest, when they announced this match, when they announced it last week, I was like, I don't know about this match. Like, I was thinking to myself, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, I wasn't really optimistic about it. I was like, oh, this match doesn't look like it's going to be that good. But I got to say, I enjoyed this main event. When I was just sitting watching this match, I'm like, this is actually a good match. I didn't expect much out of it. I thought it was going to be cringy and everything. But no, it really wasn't. Junior Dos Santos in his first ever professional wrestling match, he did good. He did good. I liked what they did with him and Hager. That was pretty cool. Sammy Guevara was fucking awesome in this match. Like, holy fuck, was he awesome in this match. Chris Jericho, he looked good in this match, Jericho. You know, recently in the matches Jericho's put on, other than the match, match he put on with MJF, the other matches Jericho's, you know, put on has just kind of been eh, to be honest. But he looked good in this match, Jericho. He looked pretty good doing the fucking... When he did the fucking lion salt, I was like, oh, shit. Because I, I still get scared when he does it now. Because I remember, like, when he almost broke his neck back in January doing it. But then the next Dynamite, he did a perfect one. I was smiling at the camera like, yeah, I still got it. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I mean, I still think Jericho needs to lose a few pounds. Because even though it kind of looked like he did, he lost a little bit. He's just he's got to keep losing. He just, looks, he just looks all blown up in a way. But he can still go. He could still go. He wasn't even blown up back in like 2019. Like he was a little bit on the chubby side, but it wasn't bad. Like last year, it was bad. I was like, oh my God, Jericho, you need to lose a few pounds. Jesus. 
And at times this year, he's looked a little bit heavy, but, you know, he's still got it. He looked he looked good last night, though. I'll give him that. I'll give him that, though. And hopefully he does resign. I believe he will resign with AEW because he only signed a three-year contract, which started in January of uh, 2019. So his contract expires at the end of this year. I believe he'll resign, though. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's not done. He's not done just yet. I think he's going to do one more program for the AEW world title. Like, whoever, you know, like, maybe they'll do something with him and MJF. Because MJF's going to win the world title at some point. Maybe they'll do something. Oh, no, no, no. They, already, they had the final fight at All Out. So, they're never going to wrestle again. Never mind. Or maybe, like, they could do Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Maybe Jericho goes full heel again and they do something there. They'll, they'll figure it out. He's going to get one more big run, Jericho. Not as, like, world champion, but, like, he'll get a program for the world title. Just not yet, though. Would I want him to win the world title? I mean, he's my, listen, he's my all-time favorite wrestler, so absolutely. But should he? No. In my opinion, he should not win the world title again. I would love for him to do it. I would love for it to happen because that's my guy right there. But in reality, he shouldn't. Like, 2019, like, August 2019 to February 2020, that was a good run. That was a good run. It was. But like I said, this trios match was good. Like I said, when I just when the match started, I'm like, alright, I'm not expecting anything big out of this match. I'm just gonna sit and try to enjoy it. And I did. I seriously did. And seeing Jericho and Masaval going at each other, that was, you know, pretty cool. Like, well, they didn't get physical at first, you know, Jericho was just getting in his face, which he really didn't need to do. But no, like towards the end of this match, like seeing fucking Sammy Guevara doing a fucking a cutter, like, from the fucking top rope on the Scorpio Sky, and then hitting the fucking Spanish Fly on fucking Ethan Page. I'm like, holy shit. AEW fucking did the right thing putting the TNT title on this man. Like, Sammy Guevara, I-, I can't wait till he's world champion. Like, when he gets that mega push right there, even though this is a mega push for him, because he's a champion, obviously, but when he becomes the face of the company, when he becomes world champion... Oh, man. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be awesome. And his promos have gotten better, too, because I never really thought Sammy was a great talker, to be honest. I always thought he was a great wrestler these, you know, last couple of years. But his promo skills have improved, which is huge, because, you know, if you're going to become world champion, you got to be able to talk. You know what I mean? You know, Jungle Boy, I'm looking at you, so just saying. But yeah, and then seeing Jericho do the lion salt, that was really cool, though. Even though I get afraid when he does it. Um, but then he put Scorpio Sky, or before he put Scorpio Sky in the walls of Jericho, fucking Hager put Dos Santos through a table, and I tipped my cap to Dos Santos in his first ever professional wrestling match. He did good. He did good. Hopefully we see him back in the ring again. Maybe they'll do a match with him and Hager. Just hopefully they don't do, like, the, the cage fight thing, you know. What they did with Warlow and Hager, even though it wasn't that bad, it was just like, but it was, it was a scripted cage fight. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't that real fight atmosphere in a way. Is what I'm trying to say. We all know it was, you know, we all know. But cage fights shouldn't be like that. Like you're, well, of course, if Hager loses for real to Warlow, it ruins his reputation as a fighter. So we all knew Hager was gonna win. Hopefully, if Hager and Dos Santos go at it, hopefully it's not in a cage. Like, let them actually just wrestle. It doesn't have to be, like, a fight. Like, let's just see them wrestle. Which I wouldn't mind. I really wouldn't mind at all. 
do it next week. Why not do it next week? They're not going to do it tonight, obviously. Just do it next week. Do it on Rampage or do it on Dynamite. Or mostly do it on Dynamite. You can do it then. I'd be totally fine with that. I think everybody else would be too. Um, but yeah, after Hager put him to the table and Jericho had Sky in the walls of Jericho, we saw that girl with her name Paige. I forgot her last name, but that girl... <laughs> don't want to confuse her for... WWE's Paige, but her name is Paige. She got on the fucking ring apron, and Aubrey Edwards was distracted. That boy, Mastaball, came in, knocked out Jericho with that knee kick. Knee kick, really? Did I just say knee kick? Running knee, I should say. Not knee kick. How could you kick with your knee? What the fuck? But he knocked out Jericho with the running knee, and Sky went for the cover. One, two, three, and Dos Santos and the men of the year get the win over the inner circle. That was surprising because I thought the inner circle was going to win. But that was the right call. That was the right call even though it was a screwy finish. It was definitely the right call. And the rest of America top team came in and attacked fucking Jericho. It was taking him down. Well, he was already down. Towards the end of the beatdown, here came Santana and Ortiz. First time we've seen the inner circle all together for a long time. And they went after the men of the year and they ran off. And the inner circle, in a way, they stood strong. Because now they're reunited. They're going to be on Dynamite tonight. Reunited. It's about time. We haven't seen the Inner Circle all together since like June. It's been a long fucking time. It's great to see them back together now. Thank God. But now we do look to Dynamite tonight. Look at the match card right here. So we got Malachi Black versus Dante Martin. That'll be an interesting match. We got the Lucha Bros. The Triple A World Tag Team Champions, Pentel Centermiedo and Ray Phoenix, versus a masked tag team known only to be close friends of Andrade El Idolo. So we'll see who the masked tag team is going to be. We also know the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament bracket will be announced tonight, so that'll be interesting. Uh, we also got. We're going to hear from Hangman and Page. We got Kira Hogan versus Penelope Ford. We got the Super Click, Adam Cole, baby, and the Unbucks, Matt and Nick Jackson versus the Dark Order, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Evil Uno. We got John Moxley versus Wheelie Yuta. And potentially the main event, we got Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. Like, I think the two matches that could main event is Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish or the Lucha Bros versus whoever Andrade. Andrade's got for them for the AAA World Tag Team titles. That's the only two matches I could see main eventing. Every other match, I mean, Mox versus Yuta won't main event. That really doesn't make sense. Neither will Hogan and Ford. Um, Superclick versus the Dark Order could, and so could Malachi and Dante, because Dante Martin hasn't had a main event singles match yet, so if you really want to showcase him in the main event, then you could do that. I'd be perfectly fine with that, too. So, but I, th- I think Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish most likely will main event. And we'll talk about Rampage for next week because we already know Packard Andrade Oedolo has been announced. But we'll see what else gets announced uh, tonight, especially what gets announced for next week's Dynamite. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I will talk to you amazing people tomorrow with my AEW Dynamite review. And also I'll talk to you guys the next two days as well after that because Monday I'll be reviewing... My Dallas Cowboys versus the New England Patriots. 
And then on Tuesday, I will make my week seven predictions for the 2021 NFL season. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your night. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon. Talk to you then, guys.